And I was just feeling like, you know what? There's something majorly wrong with me. Nobody loves me. <laughs> and then I sort of had an epiphany and I, I went, you know what? You're being crazy. You're defining love so narrowly just by thinking that you have to have a man to love you. You know, look around yourself. There are so many people around you that love you. You have parents that love you, kids that love you, friends that love you, siblings that love you. You're a lovable person, you know? Just live your life. You don't need anybody to for your happiness. Just enjoy your life. Yeah. And once I once I started, once I brushed those mean girls off my shoulder and decided that I was lovable, I my life actually changed completely. Hi, friends, and welcome to Curiously Wise, Practical Spirituality in Action. And I am Lauren Wittig, your host, and I have Peggy O'Toole with me here today. I met her at Potapalooza not too long ago, and we had so much fun with the little interview we got to do there that I've invited her back. Today, we're going to talk about her book, Goddess Dreams. I think I got that right. Yes, Goddess Dreams. <laughs> and let me tell you a little bit about her, and then we're going to have a bookathon here in terms of having fun talking about books and writing and all that stuff, because that's that's part of my jam too. So Peggy is a first-time author, thrilled to share her imagination with the word and inspire women through storytelling to silence their inner mean girl and be radiant in their feminine power. In what feels to her like another lifetime, she worked for over 40 years as a manager in clinical labs and held licenses as a clinical laboratory scientist and bioanalyst. She had a number of articles published in laboratory periodicals and was a speaker at laboratory conventions. Peggy has a master's degree in clinical science. Now she's excited to finally be actively creating. It is something she loved doing when she was growing up, but put on the back burner, as so many of us do, to better support her family. Her book, Goddess Dreams, was realized and no was released and realized. <laughs> in November of 2022, it is a collection of magical stories resembling fairy tales, celebrating the often underappreciated qualities and strengths of women, healing, motherhood, intuition, seduction, and more. She hopes women will recognize themselves or other women they admire as the protagonist in the stories and that parents will want to read them to their daughters to illustrate how wonderful being a woman can be. Each story is illustrated with a thought-provoking picture that adds visual interest. And I have taken a peek at this book, and it is beautiful. I've read the first couple of stories in it. They're short, so it's, it's, it's an easy reading book, and they are amazing. And then I learned about the process. So we're going to talk about that as well as the book itself today because I love process. <laughs> stories about stories. That's the best kind of process story. <laughs> So welcome, uh, Peggy. I'm glad to have you here again on Curiously Wise. Oh, thank you, Lauren. I'm so excited to be here. I just spent a, a very interesting hour or so listening to some of your previous podcasts, and it's really exciting to be here. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I love it. Mm -hmm. I just, I get lit up, as you can tell, every time I get to do these things, and which is pretty often these days, so that's a good thing. So Goddess Dreams is a really interesting book. And I, in the beginning of it, you tell the story of how it came to be. So tell us 
first of all, how you came to wanting to write a book and then how this book kind of got birthed. Well, it's, it's interesting. I've always been interested in the arts ever since I was a little kid. I really loved him and I was good at him. I could write, I could draw, I could do all of those kinds of things. And then as you said earlier, I put all of that stuff on the back burner and became a microbiologist and spent many, many, many years working at a job I really didn't love until I had just finally reached the point where I couldn't stand it anymore. And it was it was way too long doing it. And I finally had just had it, called up my husband one day and said, can I quit my job? (laughs) (laughs) And I was very fortunate that he, he said yes. And I kind of, I bailed on my job. I put in my letter of resignation that day Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any backup plan. I, I was making a very good salary and I had no idea how I was going to make money after that. And I just let myself finally start doing the kinds of things that I wanted to do in my life. And that part of that was to just really start enjoying those things that I had loved doing as a child. Mm. And I, you know, I didn't start writing right away. I actually started more in the arts. I took a a course, 52-week course through a museum where I was creating art Wow! and and taking classes in arts and and presenting them, my artwork to them as as to be juried and to see if they would be shown at the museum. I wasn't one of the lucky ones chosen, but it was great fun creating the art. And then during the pandemic, I was lucky enough to be invited to join a group that was called the Goddess Life Network. And I had always been seeking a group of women, like-minded women, and unsuccessful (laughs) in finding them. I had tried different kinds of groups that were charitable and things like that, and they were great, but they just weren't women that had the same uh, we weren't on the same kinds of, kind of energy, I guess. Yeah. And this and this group was really great. It was women who were into things, some things that I didn't really know a lot about, like crystals and chakras and things like that. But I, I've been learning about them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tarot and all of those cool things. But one of the things that they did have that I did know about was belly dance, and mm-hmm. I. I've been belly dancing for years and years. Oh, wow. And so this was during the pandemic and all my in-line, you know, in-person classes were shut down. Yeah. So they had belly dance on Zoom. And I was, I took a class from one of the instructors that gave these free classes. And her name is Marcy Darling. And she's a published author. She has four books on Amazon. They're all mysteries. and I think what one is called Divorce Diva. That's a really great <laughs> book. And at the end of her belly dancing classes, she would give a writing prompt. Mm. And they were so inspirational to me. They were magical. They were whimsical. They were, they were just something that 
just took me back to my childhood when I was reading fairy tales and absolutely loved them. Mm -hmm. So I started writing to her prompts. Mm. And I would share my stories on the Goddess Life Network and I would get all kinds of positive feedback. And I kept taking belly dancing classes and <laughs> I kept writing. And after I had about 40 or 50 of them, I went, you know what? I've got a book. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't just uh, do it on my own because of the fact that she had written the writing prompts. Mm -hmm. So, so I had to go to Marcy and, you know, here's this published author and I'm a, you know, I've never written anything. Yeah. And ask her if she would be willing to be my co-author. Mm -hmm. And she did that. And I also had the idea to ask her to write uh, some stories if she would be willing to the same writing prompts. Mm -hmm. So that we could show them side by side to demonstrate how coming from the same place, you could go to entirely different places in your imagination. Yeah. And I'm, I got to read the first story of yours and then most of the second <laughs> one. I was just looking at the sample, so it didn't let me go all the way. But it was really fun to see how the same prompt resulted in two very different stories. Exactly. Really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we have two different voices, so mm -hmm. it, it, it really is, is very interesting. So when I designed the book, I really wanted it to look like an old-time fairy tale book, the kinds of book that I read as a kid. And so that's why I also came up with the idea of having it illustrated with, with pictures for each story to to. Mm -hmm kind of give a visual image of the, of the short story that yeah. they're reading. Nice. Yeah, a long time ago, I wanted to learn to do creative writing when I was in like middle school. And I was given pictures and then write a story about the picture. So mm -hmm. you kind of got the prompt and write the story and then found the picture that goes with the story. <laughs> it's a little bit the other direction, but it's a very powerful way to bring the symbol of, of the picture into this, the words of the story. It's, I, I really like that. So I, did, I noticed that because the pictures are different too, even though the prompt is the same. So, Right. And it's, I know you, I, I think you have the, the copy, a copy of your book there. The front of it, the cover of it is gorgeous. So would you please just hold that up for the camera? <laughs> I don't know if you can. Can you yeah. see it there? Yeah, there we go. It's just beautiful. Yeah. It's one of those Thank books you, you kind of want to have on your shelf because it just looks <laughs> pretty, but it's also great inside. So you, you've actually you've written the book sort of in, as you're dancing and being inspired by that. I noticed that Marcy said that she had learned that dancing got her to a place where she could sort of hear her creative part, her creative soul kind of piece of her. And I thought that was really interesting too. I think we all have to find our way to get quiet enough to let that flow through us. And for me, it's been music. Music is the thing that, that sort of quiets. I wrote my first two, three books to the same three classical music CDs. Back CDs, that's when it was that long ago. But I had a three CD turntable. That was new. I could not tell you what was on most of those CDs. It just played in the background. My brain went into writing mode the minute they started. And I could not listen to them anywhere else because I would go into that flow state. 
So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think it's really interesting for anybody who's listening and, and is trying to write or wants to write to know that there's lots of different ways to get yourself in that quietest, quiet state to let the creativity flow through you with ease. And I love the belly dancing. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, uh, for me, I really, I, I have a space I go to that's, uh, it's in my bedroom and it's, it's quiet and I close the door and, uh, I, my dogs are usually there beside me and I'm just, just there with my iPad propped up on my lap and, and just let my imagination flow. And to be honest with you, it almost seems like my stories write themselves. It almost seems like I'm not even writing them. Yeah. That's the best. That's (laughs) when you really know you're in the flow and it's just coming through you. And it's a place I really love. Getting into that flow is a beautiful space to be in. I developed, like you, I had certain, I call them rituals to get started. And the music was the one in the early days. I also recruit other people to help me because I'm not the most self-disciplined person. So <laughs> I've actually had a friend and we've just, I've just started meeting with her again and a couple of other people. For years, we met in coffee shops for an hour or two, several times a week to write together, not writing the same thing. We'd bring our computers, we'd sit down, we'd have our tea or coffee and, and we'd do it. We realized that the synergy of that energy was powerful. And it was, it was the two of us creating it, but it was also just the routine of arriving in a place, agreeing not to say more than, hey, see you in an hour, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and just holding that space together was really, for me, was really useful. So there's all kinds of ways to come at, how, you know, whatever works for you and it may change over time. We, we meet by FaceTime now. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, one, one of the things that, that I've started doing, because I've already started on my second book, is mm. that I have been writing, writing prompts myself and sharing them on the Goddess Life Network. And then I'll write to those stories also. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah. So it, it's fun. And I have can just put those writing prompts together and then complete stories. And I've already got my book started. So I'm trying to do one a week and mm-hmm. pretty soon I'll have enough to where I can really start writing or finishing that second book. I probably have about maybe half of it mm-hmm. put together. <clears throat> That's but a brilliant way to do it. I mean, writing a novel, you have to hold this big story in your head for a long time and it's, it's hard and I don't write them anymore because of that. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> so I, I'm also looking for these sort of quicker writing in chunks that are, you know, don't have to, you don't have to hold the whole thread of the story and characters and stuff at once because I do miss writing. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's, it's also fun when you're writing short pieces like I, I've been writing that you get to travel in many different worlds. You know, that's, I like to bring people into that world. And I've had a lot of people that have commented on my book say that, that I, mm-hmm. I'm taking them to a, an, another place. And they've, <clears throat> they've even said something like, maybe they should, I should do it like a, almost like a calendar you know, and have a weekly calendar and have a story and then so that they can write about it or journal about it. Yeah, Yeah, journal, a journal with those prompts would be fabulous. People are doing, lots of people are doing journals now, you know, publishing them. So Mm -hmm. 
it, but the, it's it's a lovely way to bring that material into a different place where maybe somebody different will find it. You know, so it's yeah, I love I love it when other people come and go. You know what you should do, and it's a good <laughs> yeah. idea. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> they're not always a good idea, but but it's really nice when they're doing the brainstorming for you. <laughs> absolutely. So, do you have a favorite story in the book? Like, I think one of there are so many and they're all different. And I think one of my favorite ones is, is about two women that just happen to meet up by chance at a, where they're dancing together. Mm-hmm. They, they, they see each other, they start dancing, and then they have that communication during the dance. And then after the dance, it's, even though they're perfect strangers, it's almost as though they become sisters. Wow. Oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to me because you have the opportunity to go in lots of different directions with two of you writing to the same prompt. And then just the stories can unroll. Do you have a sense when you see a prompt about what, what sort of setting you want or what kind of character is going to come up? Or does it just, do you just let it flow through you? I honestly just let it flow through me sometimes the well now I'm writing prompts so sometimes something will will spark me to to think about what I'm going to write for the prompt Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote one recently that was inspired by a book that I had recommended for a book club on the goddess life network and it it's about it's a novel about a community where all the women suddenly become dragons. <laughs> so <laughs> that sounds like my kind of book. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I wrote a prompt based on that idea. And then, so yes, I really never know quite where I'm going to go when yeah. I start writing. So, so let's talk about the prompts a little bit more because. I know when I've tried to do that for myself, it's it's an effort. So, but you're getting inspired from different things. Are are there times where you think I need to write a, a prompt and it just doesn't come? <laughs> well, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of writer's block. It's not happened yet, and I'm I'm under no real pressure to do this. I'm doing it voluntarily for the. Be in, partly for myself, but partly because it's something I can offer that I can do for the Goddess Life Network. There's a lot of women there. There's over a thousand women on the network, and and they can they all offer themselves freely. So that's I'm lovely. having fun doing that. Yeah, that's lovely. That's lovely. That network sounds really interesting. I had set up a, a white what I called the Wise Women Circle here in Williamsburg locally before the pandemic. And it was the same impetus. I was looking for a group of like-minded women. And I was, you know, looking for people who were on a spiritual path or maybe did know something about crystals because I didn't understand that. <laughs> what an amazing opportunity it is to be in, a, in the company of women in that way. It absolutely is. It's, it, it's so, women are so generous. I'm, I'm always amazed at how generous they are. and and. This group is so empowering because all of the women there are encouraging each other and lifting each other up. There's no competition. There's there's 
it's just amazing. Yeah. There is. <laughs> I'm covered in goosebumps as you're talking about that. <laughs> It's like, yeah. it's like, I don't know, it's like Eden maybe or, or heaven to me to be yeah. in that kind of a community. And it's hard to find in the world. Yeah, there's a, there's a woman on the network who lives in the Netherlands and she's been very generous. She's so knowledgeable about Egypt and history and she shares articles on there all the time. And so she was unable to get my book in the Netherlands. It's, it's available there, but there was some, some financial issue. Mm-hmm. So I just sent her one of my books and, and with it, I had written in, inside it. And she was so excited to get it. <laughs> she, she really wasn't expecting it. <laughs> so that was... It's such a lovely way to to be in the world because look how it lights you up to do that for her. It lit her up to receive it. And that's going to, you know, ripple out to everybody around you. That that joy that comes from those little actions of sharing and of of being of service and yeah, we need to figure out how to bring more of that into into our cultures. <laughs> well, I think that that there is more of that starting to happen a little bit as women start to resonate in their own radiance and their own yes. power. And, and they aren't so worried about what they have to look like or who they have to be. And, and hopefully my book will accomplish one of the things that I'm hoping, and that is for, for women to read the stories and see themselves in the stories see women there who are not being small, who are going for the things they want, who are being kind, who are, who are, have a healing energy or so many things that women have that are really exclusive to pretty much to women Yeah, that are, that are often not the things that you hear or read a lot about. And women are starting to step up. Yeah. It's been devalued over generations maybe eons that what what women bring to the party because we're <laughs> powerful and oh we are know, i i i the world doesn't work without women where was it it was <laughs> was it ireland i can't or maybe it was one of the scandinavian countries i can't remember but they decided to have a, a women's walkout a one day event and something like 80 or 85% of the women in the country participated they didn't do anything they didn't take care of the kids they didn't go to work they didn't do laundry they did <laughs> And the country ground to a halt for 24 hours. And it was such a powerful, I wish I could remember the details. I'm not good at that. But it was such a powerful, in-your-face example of how much everything depends on women being present and doing our part too. I mean, it's not like only women can carry the world and it's not like only men can carry the world, but we need to value both for their their unique talents and gifts. Yeah, there's a synergy between women and men that that has to happen for the world to to function, really. Right. Right. Yeah, we were balanced. <laughs> yeah, you were actually reminding me when you were talking of the women's walkout day of, of a, an ancient story called Lysistrata. Did you mm-hmm. ever hear yep. that one? Yeah, I the... did a report on it for a women's study gr- uh, oh, class yay. in college. A <laughs> <laughs> <The> paper. <laughs> Yeah, where all the women decide to to I think they wanted to stop a war or something, yeah. but they but they decided to withhold sex. And yep. so 
all the... And it was very effective, but... It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I, I... Oddly, it was my father who said, I, I guess I was talking about this class I was taking, that I had to do a, a, a project and a report or paper, I guess we called it back then. And he said, oh, you should read Lysistrata because it's, it's about all this, you know, the women's power. <laughs> okay, Dad, I'll do that. <laughs> You must have had an interesting father. I had a very interesting father. <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it is, I love that you, that you really are intentioning this book to empower women to be ourselves, to be, to own ourselves. We, we become, I think when we're born, every, every woman is born knowing she's perfect. Mm -hmm. She knows she's, she knows she's connected to source. She knows she's powerful. She knows she's beautiful. She knows she can do every, anything she wants to do. And then things happen. There yeah. every, I, I think I heard recently that 100% of people in this world experience trauma of some kind. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. And then we all start to change ourselves to be safe. Yeah. And we play small or we become people pleasers or... Somebody tells us we're uh, not a good artist, so we give up on our idea that we can can do art. Or there are so many stories that we tell ourselves, and that's what I call your inner mean girls. They sit there on our shoulders and they say, "No, you're you're there's something wrong with you. You're not lovable." You know, yeah. I I went through that, and it took me yes. It took me such a long time to finally wake up. I I, re I remember a time when I was in my mid-50s. I, I had had two divorces. I was had been a single parent for years. I had been on the dating scene for 11 years. And my kids were off at college. And I was just feeling like, you know what? There's something majorly wrong with me. Nobody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sort of had an epiphany and I, I went, you know what? You're being crazy. You're defining love so narrowly just by thinking that you have to have a man to love you. Mm -hmm. You know, look around yourself. There are so many people around you that love you. You have parents that love you, kids that love you, friends that love you, siblings that love you. Right. You're a lovable person, you know? Yeah. Just live your life. You don't need anybody to for your happiness. Just enjoy your life. Yeah. And once I once I started, once I brushed those mean girls off my shoulder and decided that I was lovable, I my life actually changed completely. You know, it wasn't long after that that I met my third husband and we knew almost immediately that we were meant to be together. Mm -hmm. he, yeah, he used to make this silly joke. He's uh, he was exactly one year, one month, and one day older than I was. So he always used to say that meant I was the one for him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a great guy. I I just lost him last year. Oh, so sorry. yeah, so I'm. Uh, but I know he's still here. I, I, I see him. Yeah, I actually see him in rainbows. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, I I keep crystals in my my now I keep crystals in my windows. Me too. (laughs) Hanging down. I've always done that actually, Mm. and and so when I wake up in the morning, sometimes there are rainbows circling my room, and I Mm. go, "Oh, hi, Ron." Yeah. Thank you for helping me with my day. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because they are still there. I mean, they're just not oh, in human yeah. form anymore, but the, the spirit is there and they, they do seem to want to come back and make sure we're, we're okay or help us if we need it or comfort us when we need it. And yeah, I've, I've, experienced, I've experienced that with my dad because <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he passed 20 years ago now or longer. Wow. 22 years ago. But he's come back a couple of times when we were having hard times. It was just when my father-in-law died, who I adored. And my dad showed up in the middle of the night. I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And he had a very distinctive scent. Mm-hmm. And it was Old Spice and cigarettes. Oh, yeah, I know that one. <laughs> and I was, I, I have to walk around the bed to get to the bathroom, so which is probably TMI. But as I was walking around the end of the bed, I smelled him right there. And I felt this sort of hug energy and I knew it was dad and I got the message that he was there just to check on us and make sure we were okay with the loss of this other father mm-hmm. and and it still kind of you know makes me a little teary because it was such a comfort and it's and to know that he's still around if I need him you know? yeah so it I is- know I know that your your husband is still there for you too absolutely I I don't feel alone you yeah know? Yes, it's still one of the gifts of being open to that. Instead of saying that can't happen, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think our culture kind of teaches us because we really are surrounded by by spirit that loves us. You know, so. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. I think I think that's a good place to move to the the last question of the day. (laughs) And that is, do you have a must read book that you'd like to recommend? Well, I was thinking about one earlier, and that was, I believe it's called Letters from the Earth. It's, it's by Mark Twain, and it's not at all the Mark Twain that you had, know from Tom Sawyer and, and Huckleberry Finn and those books. It's a book of his philosophy. And it was very, he was very forward-thinking and very original philosopher, and I, I think it's well worth reading. Okay. I haven't read that. And that sounds really interesting. He was such an interesting person. So I appreciate you you bringing that to my attention and it will go on the book list for this season. And your book will be on the book list this season too. <laughs> That's wonderful. So let everybody listening know where they can find you and where they can find your book. And if if you are looking for people who might want to work with you, let them know that as well. Absolutely. Well, you can find my book on Amazon, and all you have to do is look for Goddess Dreams and my name, Peggy O'Toole, and you will find it. So just put that into the search bar, and you'll, you'll find the book, and it'll pop right up for you. People can contact me at my email address, which is PeggyJOtool at gmail.com. So it's very simple, just my name with a J in the middle for my middle name, which is Jean. And... I, I do have a website, but it's under construction still, so I don't want to send you there yet. I'm hoping that, that people will 
contact me and because I would love to share some writing prompts with people and send them I, my freebie, I guess they call it, is, is a, a list of 12 writing prompts. Nice. And, I'm, and I'm going to give people an opportunity, if they wish, to share stories that they've written using the writing prompts. And I will give them a chance to be in my next book, which is already wow. started. Nice. As a guest author. Mm -hmm. so. Okay, great. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to try that myself. <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that offering because that's, that's a, a really, really good one. All right. I think that we have come to the end of our time together. All of the things, all of the ways to get in touch with Peggy and the, the, get the freebie and those sorts of things will be in the show notes and we'll get her website in there too as soon as it's available. And I hope that you'll come back next time and join me on Curiously Wise. In the meantime, thank you so much, Peggy, for being here with us. Oh, it was a joy. <laughs> and for the rest of you, please stay curious. Thank you so much for joining us today on Curiously Wise. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future fabulous conversations. And if you had any ahas, please share them in a review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to pay forward the unique wisdom we all have. If you want to know more about me or my intuitive energy healing practice, Heartlight Wellness, please head over to my website, www.heartlightjoy.com. Curiously Wise is a team effort. I am grateful for the skill and enthusiasm Arlene Membrot, our producer, and Sam Wittig, our audio engineer, bring to this collaboration. Our music is Where the Light Is by Lemon Music Studio. I'm Lauren Wittig. Please join me again next week for another episode of Curiously Wise. From my heart to yours, may your life be filled with love, light, joy, and of course, curiosity. <laughs>